0: Welcome to Talking Buffalo, featuring conversations with guests from around the world of sports, media, pop culture, and all things Buffalo. With your host
1: Patrick Moran. All right, welcome, Talking Buffalo, part of the Blue Wire Network. This is a uh, this is the start of a for me anyway a a big week, man, a happy week, a a milestone week. Not just for me, but also my guest today, by the way. Um, Podcast wise, this is. Five years, Joe. Five year anniversary of this podcast. Been going for a while now, man. And uh, on your end, and of course, if you listen on the audio side, I am talking about Joe Yerden, writer, podcaster, sports media personality, and far and away through these five years, my most frequent guest. And I mean, it's not even, uh, <laughs> not even close, buddy. I, you know, I did some a uh, little bit of homework before I before we hooked up today. First appearance, Joe Yernan on Talking Buffalo, which was called Analytics Podcast, by the way, back then. Yo. Episode mm-hmm. 53, all the way back on September 14th, 2018. Uh, wow. So, for perspective, Josh Allen wasn't even officially the starting quarterback of the Buffalo Bills at that
2: time. Crazy, man. Been a while. How you doing? Was he? I'm, I'm just blown away. I, I remember busting your chops back then for taking so long to get me on the show because <laughs> – because i had already been in buffalo what five years at that point and uh yeah i didn't yeah, I, I didn't oh, know man.
1: you all that well at the time you know, yeah when i first had you on that was actually our first conversation of course over these last couple of yeah. years i've gotten to know you really well and mm-hmm. uh, you know we've become good friends but yeah i didn't i mean i know who you i knew who you were obviously you know following your work right. and stuff but i
2: didn't know following you, you didn't too, say, so yeah
1: all right just not really just <laughs> It just worked really well. But yeah, man, yeah. five years and this is episode 540. So going back 53, yeah. close to 500 episodes ago is the first time I, uh, I had you on. And by the way, so we're taping this on Monday, <laughs> dropping this on Tuesday. Uh, Maintenance Day, by the way, Maintenance Day podcast dropped late Monday. So if you haven't listened to that yet, of course, Joe and Lance Lasalski from the Buffalo make sure you check that out. But anyway, Sunday, uh, our buddy here, Joe, celebrated a birthday, man. Happy birthday buddy. Happy belated birthday, I should say anyway.
2: Yeah, no, uh, thank you. Yeah, big uh, uh well, it's, I, I, every number is a big number from it's, it's been a big number from from a, like a few years ago on, but uh yeah, 44, man. That's crazy. I I it's so weird to to think back and and uh, cuz you always get reflective when it's your birthday, right? You always yeah, you're thinking about stuff, but uh but I start thinking about it and it Drives me nuts how time just gets away. Like it's so strange. It's so it's so weird, man. And like, cause and it's been happening more. Like thinking back and you know, like seeing all this '90s stuff coming back into vogue, and mm-hmm. and like that like that '90s show on Netflix, and like seeing all this stuff coming back. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah, that's when I was like a teenager, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I you just like it? I just get like, oh god, it's, just, it's 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 it's. I don't think anything prepares you when you're young for when you get to this point in life. And you're like, wow, time is unstoppable and undefeated and I can't do anything about it.
1: hundred <laughs> percent agree. And I, and I feel like when you start to get to be our age and again, I'm a little bit older and you're not by all that much, but we're in the same bracket <laughs> at least anyway. Um, yeah. Start to get more perspective on things. You start to put a lot more things into perspective. You have a lot more retrospective too. When you think back of, you know, everything mm-hmm. that goes on now, I kind of, Liking it to something that was going on back when we were kids, you know, when we were teenagers. I was like, yeah. when, Now I sound like that old person, you know, when things, when we were our age, <laughs> used to this and that, which is funny because later on when we do our, uh, I still don't have a name for this segment. We've been doing it for like three or four weeks, but I tell you, I, I steal a couple questions from that uh, salad recipe group on Facebook that I think are pretty good life questions. So there's a question about age in there, but anyway, uh, did you do anything specifically Sunday to celebrate the big four, four?
2: Not really. Um, well, I went out and kind of treated myself a little bit. Did like some minor shopping. Uh, nothing crazy. Just like bought some like kitchen stuff, which is if you told me at 18, I'd be doing that at this age. You'd be like, what's wrong, man? Are yeah, you okay? And kind of getting ex- <laughs>
1: getting at least a little bit excited about it, too.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it was just stuff that I really needed to get. After, mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> just was like looking around and I was like, I got to buy something. It's my birthday, right? You got to find something cool to buy. and." I don't know. I was just, uh, it was a dumb thing to like, want to go out shopping on a weekend, like going out to, uh, like out on the boulevard somewhere. And I was just like, what am I doing out here? This is, this is a good way to ruin my birthday by coming out here. But, uh, but did that. And, uh, you know, met up with, uh, met up with some friends last night, had some, had some beers. And, uh, I discovered that mixing different variety, different kinds of beers in one night is just It's the worst thing to do, man. Like, you got to pick a style and ride it out.
1: Yeah. Or, it's
2: not diversify so much that you're just. I mean, my head was just like what were you thinking, man? Like, it's so stupid. It, it, you know, you have a couple and then like you get to the third one, you're like, all right, I can step things up a little bit. I can have a harder one. No, no, you can't dude. You're 44 now. Can't do that anymore, man. You can't step up hostilities with with the alcohol percentage as the night goes on. Right. Just doesn't-
1: <laughs> I agree more. And do you find yourself in again? Yeah. It's not like we're out you or I are out either together individually, whatever, not out pounding beers all the time. You know what I mean? It's right. like, not in every day or every week, I should say even a uh, occurrence, but do you find yourself as you're starting to get older now, having a little bit more trouble kind of getting a hundred percent that next morning and trying to motivate yourself? Cause we were talking a little <laughs> bit, by the way, Sunday. So I reached out to Joe on Sunday night to ask what time the Sabres were practicing on Monday because uh yeah. you know, we taped the show on usually typically on Monday uh sometime in the afternoon. And Joe's like yeah they're at 11 and I may or may not be a little bit hungover for that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was dude, it was uh I back, you know, back when I was like 20s, you know, mm-hmm. you know, late in college, you know, post college all that. I was I never got hungover ever 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 ever. Not once. Like and my buddy and I we had the perfect hangover cure which was to go to Taco Bell. Like it wasn't even a hangover, it was just like that day after boozing. Mm-hmm. meal meal you'd have but we would just go get like a you know a ton of taco bell and just eat that and then we were golden after it now it's and i'm talking like i had like three or four beers max last night yeah that's it's, it's it like nothing crazy nothing wild you know had some food while i was while i was out and i'm just like uh, a mess like the whole next day and i'm like i didn't even go that hard it's like right. you know but it's—I mean, it's—it's it's also the the, the, fact, the fact that I'm not doing that anywhere near as much as I used to. Right. So oh, that matters. Sure, it's a good reason to like feel yeah. like crap. <laughs> and it's like, wow, I really don't need to be doing this anymore. Right,
1: I'm not willing to go out boozing every single weekend just like to so get oh, better and not be as hungover and get more used to it. Yeah. The, the next I can't day. believe I was
2: doing that even like in the slightest. You know you know eight you know five, six seven eight nine years ago like doing that around town here and just being like an idiot and then you know kind of shaking it off the next morning but being mostly okay by the afternoon and now it's just like it's death warmed over it's it, it's so bad i would struggle if i were you i would
1: struggle a little bit living right next to a Shrink pub to, to not be yeah. in there. <laughs> three four times a week pounding some beers my man mackie yeah, yeah it's nice.
2: Let me, let me tell you, like post games, like there's some nights where it's like, boy, I could use a, could use a beer tonight. You go over <laughs> and hang out and then you see somebody you haven't seen in a while. Like, hey, let's do a shot. And it's like, oh boy, this, this night could go sideways real quick.
1: Well, I'm glad you, uh, like I said, I'm glad you enjoyed your birthday, 44, pretty cool age, double four. Um, yeah. for everyone watching this video on YouTube, again, make sure you subscribe and hit that like button. And as a, maybe a belated Birthday gift for Joe. Make sure you go check out notedhockey.substack.com. Five bucks per month, man. Just absolutely crushing it. And, you know, we've talked about this over the last couple of weeks. I feel like you picked a really good season to jump in and cover the Sabres full time because it's just a lot of fun, man. And people are eager for content because it's just, yeah. it's exciting to watch, man. It's not boring at all. They're, they've been an exciting team and now they're on the verge of becoming a legitimately a. Uh, Good team. We're going to talk about them in just a few minutes real quick. And I won't go as long as I did last week with these wing reviews <laughs> of mine, but got to tell mm-hmm. you, I did um, over the last couple of days. So now this is going to be what, four places I've been to in the last two weekends, but hit up two spots. Neither of them were first timers. Like I've been to mm-hmm. both these places before. In fact, I went with my wife to both of these places. It was her first time at both of them. So uh, just briefly want to talk about one of them. In the neighborhood where you live and where I grew up, Sports City uh, Pizza Pub on Niagara Street. And uh, we went there, got um, medium Cajun. We got uh, hot barbecue and we got hot garlic parm. And I'll tell you what, Joe, I've never had, not just from Sports City, but anywhere. I've never before had hot garlic parm wings before. Like I've had garlic parm Mm -hmm. wings, but never hot. Pretty good, man. This is a... This is a very solid place, man. I, I feel like they're yeah. very consistent. They're not quite, you know, on that level of the Bar Bill and the Elmos, you know, the the, the biggest mm-hmm. and the big that people talk about all the time. But this is a really low-key, solid place. Uh, Sal Capaccio, I've got to give him credit. He put me out for it a couple of years ago. Uh, Josh mm-hmm. Reed from Channel 4 as well. He's a big fan of this place. Um, I've done a show there. I've been there a handful of times, and it just never disappoints me. And you know this, whether it's wings or whatever kind of sub you like or pizza you like, when you go somewhere, Joe. To me, the key is knowing what you're going to get, like that consistency. That's what I, you know, Mm -hmm. that's what I expect and and care about the most. And this place is really consistent. I mean, if you love these wings, you're going to like them every time. If if you're not a big fan, they're probably not going to change for you, man. But good, consistent, solid wings. Really nice place. And by the way, they expanded; it's even bigger now. And oh wow! If you like sports, there's like freaking a million TVs there, man. Yeah. Hey, there's a ton of TVs there. Lots of seating, and a, mm-hmm. a really good. If you're a craft beer guy, man, they got a lot of craft beers, man. More than oh, most yeah. places. So it's a nice little place. I, I can't remember. Yeah. I, I might have asked you this before. Have you had a chance to get there yet?
2: Yeah, I've been. I've been a couple of times. That's right. uh, I, I really like. Really like the pizza there. Pizza there is really good. I'm big fan of that. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard they also. Yeah, I heard they it's uh i think it's also the pizza that uh uh mr goodbar has for their like uh their pizza offerings in the back so huh. they team i that's that's what i've heard I, I you know can't can neither confirm nor deny it but that's just what i heard so but that's a that's a nice get to like if you're over at good bar having beers there but uh but the wings i've had are they're pretty good Yeah, they're, they're pretty they're good hot ah, garlic parm i want to try though like i i i was a big garlic parm wing guy before coming coming to buffalo and like if any place had it, I'd be like, all right, let's let's see what we got here. Just ruining my breath everywhere across Albany. <laughs> and uh it was it was it was interesting because most places did it re- it was like almost too much butter, it was too greasy. Mm-hmm. And it you know, just like a ton of garlic, which that's good, that's fine. And then how they would parm it up would be different everywhere. Some places would use the powdery, you know, you right. know, uh, grated parmesan, some places would use like parmesan flakes. And I was like, wow, okay. Like trying to class it up or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, but hot version of that, not, I've not had that before. So I'm, I'm curious.
1: It was good, man. And I'm going to be honest with you. The hot barbecue is nothing to write home about. Very average. Mm. You know, you can pretty much get that anywhere. Um, their Cajun is really good. And the only mistake I made was getting medium Cajun. It could have got hotter because their hot's not really that hot. Like I could have mm-hmm. stood to have hot Cajun. And that mix was really, uh, <clears throat> it was tasty the only complaint i have about sports city and again i'm always honest with people because uh i, I feel like they they deserve that i'm not oh, yeah. you know I, I want these people to to like and respect me and these owners but i'm i gotta be honest and, I, and i'm a big fan of mikes but uh, the wings they're, they're a little bit on the small side like they're mm-hmm. very typical yeah. almost smallish it's the one thing my wife noticed too is like like to see uh the wings be maybe a little bit bigger. Like you get an order of 10, you're going to get two or three really small ones. But anyway, really flavorful, tasty, and uh, consistent, great spot, great bear, tons of TVs, like that place. That was on Thursday, 48 hours, I decided I wanted wings again. And uh, so, by the way- You got
2: the itch back, man. Like this, yeah, that's right, the oh, thing. I'm back.
1: I'm back, baby. But on uh, night, <laughs> I wanted to go to 9-11. So I did go to 9-11 on Saturday at five o'clock, forget about it, hour and 40 minute wait. Five o'clock on a freaking Saturday. I thought I'd be good. I'm like, all right, I know it's a Saturday, but dinner is like six to seven. You know, that's around mm-hmm. where I figured it would be nuts. Five o'clock, and it was an hour and 40 minute wait. So I ended up going to Sunny Red's in Lackawanna and do it. Um, listen, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about this because we got important shit to talk about on this show today. But I am going to give you look at those wings. By the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, they just look okay. sexy. I am telling mm-hmm. you this, Joe. Here's a hot take. And, and, I, and I mean this. This is something I truly mean. Mm-hmm. If you like specialty wings like, uh, you know, like Cajun honey double dip and hot honey barbecue and stuff like that, Barbell's mm-hmm. better. Elmo's is better. There's, uh, I talked about Beltline Brewery last week, those all-dressed wings. There's better, like, specialty flavors. But if you ain't in the mood for gimmicks and you just want to go have some Buffalo wings, I know people in Buffalo don't call them Buffalo wings, but right. traditional, hot, or medium, these wings are as good or better than Barbell. Straight up, these wings wow. are right there with 9/11 as the best traditional wings in Western New York. Period. I'm telling you, they are that freaking
2: good. I gotta go. I haven't been yet. I, I just. So I mean, I'm not dude. going to Lackawanna too much, man. But like, it's like so you saying fans. that means. I mean, for me, because I give you a ton of credit because you've eaten <laughs> every frigging wing in the city. So like, you know what you're talking about, you know what you've had. Uh, and you saying that means, okay, I got to try it. They I got to, I got to
1: point. They have, they I have could. other wings too, Joe. I mean, they got like some, uh, I can't remember what i man. They got a bunch of flavors. They're just, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you just, if, if you want to move for no gimmicks, man, no gimmicks, mm-hmm. they are no gimmick wings. They're as good as anybody. They're as good as they're better. It's good or better than Barbell. And right there, with 9-11, they also have brick oven mm-hmm. pizza. You said you like the pizza at Sports City, which is good. I agree with you. The pizza at, at Sunny Reds is on par with some of the best. I'm telling you, Sunny mm-hmm. Reds might be the best, most underrated kitchen in Western New York. And if it's not Beltline Brewery, is it's one yeah. of them two different types of kitchens. But God, man, they are both so freaking good anyway.
2: Yeah. I just wish Lackawanna wasn't such an annoyance for me to drive to. I mean, it's not far, like nothing here is far. It's just annoying to get to. Yeah. I Uh, understand that. I mean, it's like, I got to hop on like the skyway or something like that.
1: But it is way. You're right. And it is annoying. It'd be like, it's like me going to, uh, Kenmore, Tonawanda. It's not that far. It's only 20 minutes away, but it's kind of a pain he has to get to, which I mean, you know, you do it when you need to, but Mm. there's a handful of places in Western New York when it comes to wings, that I consider destination wing places. Like, mm-hmm. like you live on the west side. I grew up on the west side. Right now I live in West Seneca. We, For the most part, why do you really need to travel very far to go get your wings? You can go to Lenovo's. You can get some good wings. There's some other the places on yep. the west side. Sports City Pizza Pub. Mm-hmm. But there's places, and only a handful that I call destination wings, where like I will go travel 20, 30 minutes, maybe even a little bit longer, literally just to go sit down and have those wings. And I'm telling you right now, mm-hmm. Sunny Reds is, is one of those. Very wow. small, very small amount of places. Only thing that sucks about Sunny Reds though is they're only open three days a week now. Thursday, Friday, Ooh. Saturday. That sucks. And I and I hate that, but
2: that's that that's like the nine eleven uh yeah. tavern schedule you know, where it's you know, the hours are weird, the days are strange, yeah. and then it's a very short window that you can get in there. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I appreciate that the word's gotten out about them, about how good it is. I like seeing that. But it's it's like when you want to go, then it's you know you're waiting two hours. It's like no, I I can't. The woman (laughs) can't Can't even get like takeout or anything. It's just you have to eat there.
1: The woman told me, so I go in there on Tuesday. I'm talking about nine eleven, and and I mean Saturday. And again, it's five o'clock. She goes about an hour and forty minute wait for a table. I'm like, now I look at the bar and it's packed. I look, she goes, if you're lucky, it's going to be an hour to an hour and twenty minutes to get food, even if you're at the bar, because they're just that backed up with orders. Then she tells me. Come in on Tuesday. So I guess if you're really, if you're listening or watching this and you really want 911 wings, your best opportunity to get them without having to wait forever, unless you go there right when they literally open is uh, on a Tuesday. So a little bit of a pro mm-hmm. tip here from uh, talking to Buffalo. But anyway, enough about the wings. We got, we got some actual important sports. What the hell are we doing talking about chicken wings and birthdays and five-year <laughs> anniversaries of this podcast? This is a really exciting time for uh, Buffalo sports, especially obviously if you are a, uh, A hockey fan. I'll tell you this. Mm -hmm. I said this on Twitter on Sunday, Joe. When it comes to uh, the Buffalo Mm Sabers, it is a shame that I only follow the Sabers and not really the NHL. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. with with the Bills, with the NFL. I'm an NFL fan. I follow the Bills quite obviously, but I also, I could tell you about 30 other teams in the NFL. You know, I could tell you their rosters. Mm Mm-hmm. Or strengths or weaknesses, the coaches, staff, things like that. When it yeah. comes to hockey, and I don't try to pretend I'm not, you know, something that I'm not. I'm not an expert. I do love the Sabres. I watch most of the games. And when I don't watch them, I read your stuff. I I, you know, I read a handful of people, so I'm always keeping up and I'm <laughs> informed with the team. But I'm not really an NHL guy. Like I can't tell you. No, I know the the the, the biggest stars, the marquee stars, the mainstream mm-hmm. guys, but I can't go team by team and tell you you know, a bunch of good players on each team. I can't even tell you, if, you know, without looking at the standings 10 minutes before I talk to you, who's up there and who's down in the standings. I'm just being honest with you. And uh, mm-hmm. it's a shame. That's where here's where I'm getting at. It's just, it's a shame because the Eastern Conference is really shaping up to be a lot of fun here down the stretch. And mm-hmm. you're talking seven teams that are fighting for two spots. This kind of feels like one of those, like, strap your seatbelt on kind of uh, periods, ain't it?
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild, man. Cause like, cause now, I mean, we've known already that, you know, like, the Sabres are in it with Washington and the Islanders and Pittsburgh and mm-hmm. Florida, like those are the main ones. I mean, you got Detroit and Ottawa creeping up now. Yeah. Like Detroit, Detroit's right there. Uh, you know, they got the same number of points as Buffalo well, at least right now. I don't know if, I don't know if they're playing Monday night, but, um, but you know, they're right there. Ottawa's. I was red hot right now. They're seven and one in their last 10 Detroit, seven and three, seven and three in the last 10. Like these are, these are the streaks that teams will do to like get back in the race. Cause both of those teams, I figured, well, you know, good luck for the lottery guys. Like that's, that's how it's going to go. But I mean, they're they're right there. I don't, I I'm not buying them. Like, you know, if we're doing a buy sell, I'm not buying either of those teams, but they're still there, they're there. and they're, Well, and it's all it takes to get in the race is to play well. And you know, uh, now everybody's paying attention to what other teams are doing, which is great, which just makes it fun. You have to learn other, you got to learn the rest of the NHL now, Pat. I know that's what I was running around with like you know, six other teams now. So I'm like, oh um, shit, I
1: need to go on like espn.com and at least check and see what the (laughs) Red Wings are doing, you know, and the Islanders (laughs) and all that. I'm like, god damn, I'm finally learning that I really do need to follow the rest of this league it's crazy dude yeah. you want to hear something funny too not it's not funny normally in fact you've been doing this podcast now for three years we'd be talking about draft i'd be looking every day like yeah. what are the savers chances of getting Connor bernard that's all i'd be doing right now yeah but yeah i went on so now my new favorite site is moneypuck.com and i'm going on there oh, every yeah. day and as of when we're taping this which again is on oh, monday playoff afternoon percentage
2: playoff mm-hmm. percentages
1: let's go baby Sabers! to make the playoffs as we tape this on Monday. Again, 15.8% to win the first round series, 7.6% to make the Eastern Conference Finals, 3.2% to make it to the Stanley Cup, and 1.4% to uh, win the Stanley Cup. I wish I had a sound effect from... uh, Dumb and Dumber when Jim Carrey goes, so you're saying there's a chance. Um, but yeah, I ch- I checked this. I've been checking this um, tab on. You know, I got it saved in my and bookmarked on my internet. Mm-hmm. I just think it's pretty wild that I'm actually tracking the bills or this not the bills. See, am I used to this, Joe? Tracking the Sabers, you know, playoff percentages and chances as opposed to where they stand in the race for uh, a lottery pick. Which, by the way, I I just learned this today too. Which I'm sure you've known this forever, but only the top 11 teams can can get the first pick. Because I'm like, all right, well, maybe the Sabers give it a good run, but they fall just short. Maybe they'll still get lucky and get that number one pick. Well, you got to yeah. be uh, in the top 11. But anyway, yeah, this is just nuts, man.
2: Yeah, the Sabers would have to have a tragic fall of of proportions that past teams have already done, which is unnecessary. <laughs> it's unnecessary uh, to to have this team have to deal with. Uh, yeah. It, no, I don't want to hear anybody talking lottery until like it's very obvious that like that they're going. You know, they, if they're not making the playoffs, they're in the race. And you know, the, 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 an easy tell—it's not an easy tell—but a good tell for a, whether a team's good or bad is you look at the goal differential. And if you're in the positive, you're doing good. And this, uh, of all the teams in that race—you know, all all seven of them—they mm-hmm. have the best goal differential of of all of them. Really, really? Plus fourteen. Oh yeah. Um, plus 14. I mean, you know, you're you score more than you're giving up. You're doing something right. And I mean the Sabers score a ton of goals, which means they're also giving up a bunch of goals, but they're outscoring the problems, which is pretty accurate for what they've done all season. But it's uh you know, yeah, it, it's it's fascinating. It's it, this whole team is just a fascinating group. And they're ahead of schedule. Like that's that's the whole thing for me, is like this is I don't think we were expecting this to be like this close and this into the race this season. Next season, I think it was, it was more like, okay, they, they're, they're going to make an honest to goodness run at the playoffs next season. Mm-hmm. This season was like, okay, let's just see improvement, you know, be better than 76 points. Just, you know, get, you know, get to 85, get to maybe 90, whatever it is. Uh, and just be happy with that. But you know, right now, 90 points, 90 points might be able to get you in the playoffs because the, the top six in the, the top six teams in the East are beastly. Like the top three teams in each division, it's uh, like, it's a, a knockdown drag out are they're, they're literally the six I'm just double check as of like right away. Yeah. They're literally the, the top six teams in the NHL are Boston, Carolina, Jersey, Toronto, Rangers, and Tampa. Wow. Like th- that's the top end of the Eastern conference playoffs. That's your six best teams in the league.
1: I, you know, I and think they're, about they're that sometimes.
2: How about that.
1: I think about that sometimes. And I'm like, you know, the Sabres, are, it, it would be like a handful of years ago when the NBA with the Western Conference was just so stacked and the Eastern Conference kind of sucked. Mm. Kind of feel like the Sabres are, are stuck in that a little bit right now. I feel like if they were in the Western Conference, uh, their chances might be a little bit better. You would, Again, you're the guy who would know much better than me. But it just feels like they're in an uphill battle right now. But again, just to be in the battle itself is, uh, is yeah. exciting. There just seems to be a lot more good teams in the Eastern Conference. I guess that's what I'm getting at than, uh, than the Western Conference.
2: Right. Am I right? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you're a hundred. No, that's a hundred percent correct. And the, the West teams have a lot of, there's a lot of flawed teams there. I mean, every team's got at least one flaw. Uh, even the, even the ones that are really, maybe not Boston, Boston might not have any flaws, um, but like everybody's got some kind of issue. Uh, you know, I, but I look at the wet, the teams in the West and like, some of these teams, I could pick out three or four issues, and like they're going to make the playoffs. Like that's you know, they're they're just going to be there. But I mean, you know, we've you know we're seeing the Blues trade everybody now, and like they're what? Oh, they're ten points back of the second wild card spot. So they're they're done. Like that. It, it doesn't sound insurmountable, but you're talking. They got what twenty? Oh, geez, they got. 26 more games to go they got to make up 10 Point they're not doing that like you're just not like that's not Going to happen right um, because you Need everybody in front of you to fall apart Completely and just lose and like that's also Not going to happen but uh, But like they've started selling off nashville Nashville might be cooked like you know There's seven out of a playoff spot like They had a bad loss the other night so it's you know When you're looking at the west you you know it's A playoff race with uh, Nine teams Essentially yeah two, yeah nine Teams and. Only one of them is going to miss out on the playoffs, and it's going to be probably one of. Oh gosh, it could be one of anybody. Really, <laughs> it's it's gotten a little bit sketchy there. But uh, but I mean, it's that that's a more fun playoff race because there there could be there's going to be one team left out in the, in the East case. There's a lot of teams that are going to be close to it that and right uh, you know, like you know three four five of them are going to miss out after you know being right up there to the end. But you know, you see, you look around and like you know, the Islanders—they've just lost Matt Barzal, Mark ba- Matt Barzal for—he's out week to week. Islanders are already looking dicey as a as a right. possible off team. Like they—they got—they got problems, um, and they play a boring style. Like they—they're trying to you know '90s Devils their way to to victories and. It's, it's a scoring league now, man. You're not going to win games that way. It's just, it ain't going to happen. And now they lost like the, one of their best players. Like, he's done. So now everybody's like, good, get him out of the way. Clear the decks. <laughs> let's um, time to, time to move past them. get them out of there. You know,
1: let's take a real quick break. We're going to come back. I want to talk about well, I think is one of the biggest weeks for the Sabres in maybe a decade. I don't know if that's an overstatement or not. We'll find out right back with uh, Joe yearning. All right, I'm back with Joe Yerdin. By the way, tomorrow on Wednesday's show, I got a Podcasters Roundtable, third annual one. Greg Thompson from Cover One, Joe Marino from Lockdown Bills, Bruce Nolan from the Bruce exclusive. That's going to be fun. And then Thursday night, I'm going to be live at Imperial Pizza doing a show with Tyler Dunn, founder of uh, Go Long. But anyway, that's later this week. Today, Joe, um, so it starts tonight. You know, we're, we're dropping this on Tuesday By far, Mm -hmm. their toughest test of the season. And like I said before, to break possibly, you know, one of the biggest weeks of Sabres hockey to come along in the last decade or so. You're talking Toronto at home tonight, Tampa on Thursday on the road. And then Mm -hmm. I believe they go right to Florida on Friday night. So back-to-back in Florida against obviously great teams. And then Sunday at home against Washington. That's four games, four big games And, uh, you know, those special Florida and those Washington games are two of those 17s. And we're talking about they're right in the mix um, with Toronto and, you know, Tampa much more firmly entrenched. But still, I mean, talk about this week, Joe. I mean, this is just a huge week. There's no way around it.
2: It's it's the start of a really, really tough part of the schedule for Buffalo. I'm I'm not going to, I can't, I can't soften that blow, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, at all. But this is, this is pretty big. I mean, obviously, you know, it starts with Toronto tonight. Uh, and that's the game everybody wants to, you know, everybody wants to be Toronto. Like that's just, that's just the way it goes. Sure. Uh, and now that now they've got Ryan O'Reilly, our old, our old pal Ryan's on the, on the team now. So uh, you know, they've made their big move for, for the playoff, you know, for the playoff battle, because they already know who they're playing in the first round of the playoffs. They're playing Tampa Bay. Like they're, Nobody's catching Boston for first place. Nobody's coming up behind them to take, to take third right. place. It's, it's just a battle between Tampa and Toronto to see who gets home ice advantage in the first round. Uh, so they go out and get O'Reilly. It's, I, I, you know, I'm a big O'Reilly fan. So I think that's, I think it's a great pickup for him, but you know, he, he gets, gets to come back here for his first, you know, first game with the Leafs out East. Cause he played, he played, I played in the, he, uh, played against Chicago on Sunday night. Uh, but it's, you know, it just helps add to it. Not that there's any animosity. Like there's, you know, there's no animosity here with with O'Reilly. Maybe some of the fans are annoyed, but uh, you know, it's right. uh, it's. But it's you know, it's the old ties. You know, any any old saber that comes through here, especially somebody who had a big role, it kind of amps things up. But you know, Austin Matthews is is back in the lineup. You know, Mitch Marner, all these guys. Like it's a they're a great team everybody here hates him. (laughs) So it's, it's a big thing for, for the fans. And like that kind of stuff, like the, the Sabres eat, you know, the Sabres players love that. They love having that atmosphere in the building. Like they just, they, they get really up for that. The thing is Sabres got to get better at home. Their home record is abysmal. We talked about this last week. It's so it's, it's, I mean, we got Yeah. We got into it a little bit, but like you look at they're 11, 14 and two at home. 17, eight and two on the road is incredible. Like that's, (laughs) that's an amazing road record. Uh, But three games under 500 at home, man, you gotta, they gotta fix that now. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, we, you know, we got talking about it last week, but you know, you go from the Leafs and then you're going down to Florida for a back to back. And that's, that's a, that's a back to back that never treats them very well. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things where like ghosts of the past are kind of there. You know, it's just like, well, this is how it always used to be. This, this team doesn't care about that stuff, though. Like that's that's the thing they got going for. Them. None of that stuff matters. But playing Toronto and Tampa back, you know, two straight games. Like that's <laughs> thanks, like thanks for that. And then Florida's had their number this year. Uh, I went to where they against Florida. Yeah, they're zero two against the Panthers this year. Like they have you know, smacked them around two games here in Buffalo. Like, yep. can't you know? You got to beat them, like certain teams the teams that they're running up against the pittsburghs the washingtons florida's all them those are your must win games like you'd like to beat tampa you'd like to beat toronto like that's you know you'd like to do that but of the next 4 you have to beat florida you have to beat washington right. you like yeah, those are the ones you got to have uh, because those are the direct competition for the playoffs the other two teams, they're already in the, you might just put the X next to their name. Now they're in the playoffs. Uh, you know, th- this isn't like me saying the bills winning the AFC East in October. This is different. This is, <laughs> they, there's no way these teams are falling out of the playoff race unless, you know, they, they get zapped to the phantom zone. That's the only way. It's the only way they're not making the post if they get transferred to another dimension. But, uh, but it's, it's the, those games, the Florida's, the, the Washington games, they, yeah, you, you, if you want to get beyond that, they're playing Columbus. You got to beat Columbus. They're the worst. One of the three worst teams in the league have to beat them. Mm-hmm. And you go back, you go to play in Boston. Already won in Boston this year. So that's okay. But, uh, you know, you can't be asking a lot. And that's the day before the trade deadline too. And then the day, the game after the trade deadline, the two games after the trade deadline. Okay. <laughs> and the, the The next few games after the trade deadline, which is March 3rd, next week. I, which I can't believe that's already next week. I can't believe it's March Holy next shit, week. shit! It is next
1: week. That's right.
2: Yes. Wow. Yes. February being a short month, but uh, but the the games after the trade. Then, like, listen to this schedule: Tampa at home, at home against Edmonton, at the Islanders, home against Dallas, home against the Rangers, and then a th- then a three game road trip at Toronto, at Washington, and at Philly. And then they get to come home for Boston and Nashville and the Devils. The Devils! Like they gotta come on, yeah. Devils are Devils are a machine this year. Well, when and then say like that. <laughs> the schedule's insane. Like it, it's there's not there's not really a layoff in the schedule. I mean, you could look at certain games and be like, Well, they gotta have that one. Like that's that should be a win. But you know, some of those games they've had this year where it's like, ah, they should beat them pretty handily. And nope, they don't. Yeah. But there's not, there's, this is a relentless schedule the rest of the way. This is a, it's mean, <laughs> it's a mean, nasty schedule. But, uh, but if you take care of your business, it's not so mean anymore.
1: I'm looking right now, as you were talking, I pulled up the standings. And again, this is as of Monday. It's, it's all right. So there's no getting around it. These are big games. And, and I agree with you when you, especially when you're playing Florida and Washington, you can't be giving up two points to them. You could also mm-hmm. look at it as there are, this is almost like an opportunity for the Sabres as well. Cause you do look at games in hand and they have four games in hand as of right now, as we're taping this over Washington and they trail yep. Washington by just uh, by two points actually. Yeah. And then you, you, you look at Florida and yeah, they're down four points, but I, how has Florida played 60 games by the way? <laughs> Holy shit, man. The Sabres have six games in hand over Florida right now so yeah. it, I, mean, I almost feel like there's
2: a few more times too we're like talking
1: about a lot of pressure on the sabers i th- I feel like there's a lot of pressure on florida and washington for these games too to win i mean again yeah. florida's looking at like shit this team's got six games in hand over us i mean that's uh yeah. it's crazy some of the the disparities in these games now i know the sabers had a couple cancellations because of weather um right. and plus they've already had their break but still man that's the opportunity is definitely there for the Sabres. It's not going to be easy, and you pointed that out. You laid it out perfect. I mean, with these games coming up, but it still makes for a fun opportunity. What about the goaltending right now? Talk about the job UPL has done. Um, where do you see the future with this kid right now? Now I know the Sabres were sort of, kind of having a rotation going for a little bit, but it's mm-hmm. and it's been this way for now a while now. Like the hot, they're going to ride. I think Renato even said that, maybe even yeah. uh, Monday today. Um, they're going to ride the hot hand, you know, and. it mm-hmm. – Grinnell, I mean, UPL's in net. He'll be in net tonight, Tuesday night. Um, just talk about what you've seen from him lately and uh, how Sabres fans should feel about him right now going forward.
2: He's, I mean, I, I go back to that stretch in December where uh, where they beat Boston and, you know, they beat Colorado and Colorado. They beat Vegas. Um, you know, all these games where they were getting outshot brutally, you know, hanging on for dear life and and Lukanen's making – incredible stops and just keeping them in the game and he uh pardon me one second I'm losing my dry throat here yeah Pat. we're Jeez.
1: both fighting through a cold by the way for everyone listening i it's, i've been coughing a couple times as well it's that time of year but anyway. uh
2: but uh i mean there Saber, Sabers fans it's very it's it's so weird with goaltending with Sabers fans because you, you you guys you guys are spoiled <laughs> you got spoiled with going from Hashik to, really? you know, like a couple of years with Marty Baron and then Miller for, you know, for, you know, 12 years or whatever it was. Uh, that's a long stretch of really good, like hall of fame level goaltending. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was the position you didn't have to worry about because you're just like, Nope, we're good. We're covered there. Take care of everything else. Uh, so the standard is a lot different uh, and it's easy to pick on, it's easy to pick on goalies, and it, you know the the standard is a little different now because it's a heavy it's a heavier offensive league. Uh, so, like if a guy's putting up like a nine hundred five save percentage, even like three years ago, that's like Jesus. That's a, that guy's a backup. Get him, get him out of there. He's a bum. Nine hundred five is hanging you in games right now. You know, you look at the top goalies. Like, I mean, Linus Olmark's number one, and his save, his save percentage is bananas, but he's also has the best team in the league in front of them too. Uh, but your top five guys are like, you know, nine 29 And then everybody else is, is you know, way back down to earth. So it's, it's, it's fascinating the way that kind of skews the view and, you know, looking in, I mean, geez, it, he just keeps them in games and, you know, it's, it's like the old grant fear thing, you know, where people are just like, ah, that guy stunk. It's like, yeah, well, you know, he did, he did good enough to win. Right. You know, and in Lukanen's case, he's improving. You know, I, I think there's, you know, I think there's something to be said about that because, you know, it, it can be tough. You know, it can be tough. I mean, he's he's a twenty. You know, he's, what is he? Twenty three years old. Uh, there's been a lot of expectation that he was going to be the guy at some point. Like these people have been waiting on him for a few years now, which it's you know it is what it is. Uh, and everybody started looking ahead to Devin Levi coming and it was like oh Levi's going to be the guy soon he's going to take over and i'm like i don't know man looking in you know, got himself in great shape in the offseason finally was you know didn't have any injuries to really get past you know the injury he got at the end of last season was was taken care of if they played another round he would have been back in uh for Rochester but um he's but i mean like he's focused he is he is under control and Man, I mean, he makes some unbelievable saves. <laughs> He's making some like, you know, heartbreaker saves for for you know, against opponents. Like go, you know, plays where they're like, good, we got this nailed down, easy goal. Nope. Stopped. Great. Cool. You know, it's those deflator saves, which is for the psychological swings in a hockey game, man, those are those are a big deal. Because if you get a, you put a couple of those up and the other team's gonna start going, like, what's it gonna take? Like we keep get these great chances. This guy keeps taking them from us. So it's uh, you know. I, people got a little grumpy about a couple of the, go- the the two goals against in the San Jose game. You know, one of them he was, you know, legally interfered with, but um, you know, it, it, it's easy to nitpick the goals against, but it, it's also easy to, to look past the the saves and traffic and things like that where suddenly you look at the stat page and you're like, Oh, he's made 35 saves. Oh, okay. That's a really good night. <laughs> you know, we won four to two and he made 30, you know, 30, whatever stops. All right. He did his job and he was really good. So uh, I, he, I mean, he is the hot hand there's without question. Um, and he's kind of thriving in it right now. You know, it, it's good to I'll see. Put the, uh, yeah. I'll put the Calgary game away. Cause first game after a week, you know, a week off and you're playing a team that, you know, played like a the game of the year, two nights before. Yeah. They're ready to play. They're ready to go. Of course you're going to get your ass kicked in, but, uh, uh, you know, the LA game too, like you just flew in from, flew in from the coasts flying in against the uh, team that just smacked Pittsburgh around five to nothing. Like, yeah, you're, it's probably not going to be a great game to, uh, to to come out to the coast for. So, uh, but they beat, they got the two wins they had to get. And Lukanen played great against San Jose. So he's doing his job. He's doing his job. He's taking care of business. And he's, I think the bigger part now is that he's not losing them games. Like he's, I mean, they, he gets a ton of goal support. He gets basically four goals and four goals a game in support. So it's tough to lose. It's tough to lose games when you're getting four goals a night. But uh, but I mean, he's not costing him games, which I think is 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 almost as important as it is to to go out outright and win them.
1: Yeah, for sure. We didn't talk about today um, the Sabers West Coast Swing last week. They won two or three. I'm sure you guys, you and Lance, talked about it plenty on a Mainest Day podcast. So make sure you go check that yeah. out. One last Sabers item for today. You mentioned the trade deadline, which I knew was coming up soon, and I actually knew the date, but I didn't realize until you said it that that's like at the end of next week, man. That shit is next. uh, That's next Friday. I mean, maybe next Tuesday we'll spend a little time talking specifics. But let me ask you this question right now: if there's if this if the right trade is there for the Sabers, okay, and I'm talking, uh, I mean, I'm not talking a sixth or seventh defenseman. That goes without saying. If the Sabers are going to be buyers you know, maybe a mm-hmm. mid-round pick for a, a rental player along those lines. I get that. Mm-hmm. But let's just say the Sabres have an opportunity to go pick up a guy who is a top four defenseman before the deadline or a maybe a top nine forward. A guy, not just mm-hmm. a rental player, but maybe somebody who's going to have term who's going to be here for a while or they'll have at least the opportunity to keep him here for multiple years. Now you're talking about giving up something in value in return for a player like that. me. One or two good prospects on the Sabres right now that if the right deal comes along, you'd be fine with losing. I'm not saying that you don't think much of this player, just prospects that you think maybe because of what else they already have, you know, that you they're more expendable than others. Mm -hmm. And maybe a prospect or two that you want to do everything imaginable if you're Kevin Adams, you no matter who the player is that you might be acquiring, these are the last guys that you want to lose. You don't want to have to part with this one or two prospects
2: i uh i think the, the for the first part of that for guys that you could live with parting with mm-hmm. uh I, I take a look at rochester and i love isak rosane's game i love it like he's fast he's got a he's got a nice shot he did, he's still lacking in size like there's there's still a size thing there which could hold him back. Like, I mean, he's, he's going to fix it. Like he's, he's gotten bigger already. Uh, he's gotten, he's getting stronger. Like the, that's going to be addressed. I could live with trading him. I wouldn't like doing it. I, right? cause I think there's a lot of offensive right. upside there. I wouldn't like to trade him, but if he's somebody that somebody asked for, I would be like, okay, we can start there. Like that's, that's fine. Cause I look ahead at what they've got and, uh, you know, I look at him, you know, his size. I mean, it, it's not judging him by size. Like that. It, that's not the case. Like it, it, the talent supersedes size. The talent's good. Uh, But, you know, they drafted Matt Savoy last year. Another smallish guy, smallish size guy, big score, you know, t- points. Like he's having a, a little bit of a tough year this year, but I mean, whatever. He You you took him, what, eighth, ninth in the draft. Like he's a good player. Um that's not somebody I'm eager to, to move. Roseanne, I could, I again, I wouldn't be happy with it, but uh, right. I could move him. Yuri Kulik, no way, not trading him unless you're getting me somebody that is an impact, an absolute impact player that I'm going to have for, for years. Like, that's that's the only way that happens, and it better be a really damn good player because Kulik. I look at the way Kulik plays, and he's... His, Is he the best his, prospect
1: right now in the organization? Because I've seen a couple smart hockey people out there that have him, if not at the top, right near the top of just general Sabre prospects. He's, like, right there.
2: Yeah, it, it, I, you can make an argument for him. You could do Levi, too, because Levi's having a great season sure. in Northeastern. Uh, you know, but goal, yeah, goalies, I always get... I'm very nervous about goalies because you don't know... What the what the difference of them is going to be when they go level sure. to level, um, that's why I'm all you'll you'll always catch me pumping the brakes on Levi. I was like, yeah, no, the numbers are great, but like, see what he does when he goes to the AHL. Let's Understood. see what happens. Sure. Um, but Kulik, man, he's if 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 this team if this team wasn't in a position where they're you know where they could they can have guys develop slowly, like they're in that position where they can just like have a guy play in the AHL. Spend the whole year there, play there, and just, you know, improve their game, learn the pro game there. If they're in a spot where they had, they were forced to move somebody up, like play them right away, uh, Cooley could be an NHL guy right now. Uh, He is a strong, he is a a friggin' bull of a player. He's strong. He's hard on the puck. He's got a real nice shot. uh, But, you know, he's 18, (laughs) he's, you know, he's 18, 19 years old. But that dude is. his game is getting so much better week to week in Rochester. And it's, you know, he's not putting up the gaudy numbers that Quinn and uh, Paterka did down there, but you know, the goal pace has picked up a little bit, you know, he's getting some more responsibilities, playing power play. He's going to be a real good one. I, I, he's a guy that I could I, I would say has a very strong chance of being in the lineup next season uh but you know the way they handle prospects is definitely different than the past like you can't just circle a guy and be like yeah he'll be here next year right he might not be like that's it's very it's a very good possibility he might be in Rochester again but at some point he'll get the call and then he'll come up and he'll never go back because that that to me is the kind of talent level he's got uh and we're seeing it in Rochester right now he's a he's damn good man he's he's a guy that i think that fans are going to really get excited about because he plays that and he's not a nasty player, but like he'll take hits. He'll give, he'll give hits too. like a strong dude, physical players. Got a good shot. I mean, it's, it's all the stuff that you like, you know, it's all the stuff you like to see out of guys that, that come up. Like he's, he's the guy that if, if you're throwing, if you're asking for him in a trade, I'm like, you better bring the thunder with who you're offering. Like, cause they, you're not getting him. You're not getting a, you're not getting him, but you're not, if you're going to get him, you're going to pay dearly for it.
1: Sports fans who like to wager, which is pretty much everyone these days, I'm here to tell you about Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. If you're looking for a one stop space on these interwebs to compare odds live up to the minute, look no further than Odds Trader. Why is Odds Trader so valuable to you? Well, for starters, it's the perfect place to compare betting odds and lines from all the major sports books. Why does it matter? Well, it matters because if you're liking a team, you want to throw down some cash on them, you're getting your choice of what's getting you the best odds, the best lines. It's a chance to find the highest payouts if you're betting the underdogs or profiting the most if you're going to go with the favorites. Odds Trader also allows you to compare all the different sign-up codes and promos from the sportsbooks to get the best deal out there for you. If that's not enough, the Odds Trader app gives you the player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, which could be a huge thing to know in certain situations. Odds Trader also has a bet tracker so that you could keep records of all your games that you have wagers on and all your betting activity. Simply put, OddsTrader gives you quite literally everything you need to make the most informed bets humanly possible. If you're into betting on sports games, any sport, by the way, make sure you go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's oddstrader.com slash wire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. When we do our show next, uh we well, we tape on Mondays, so maybe the Sabres have already made a trade by then. But if not, or, or if they do, we'll discuss that. And if not, we'll uh talk about some possibilities. I'm sure what I'll do is listen to uh Maintenance Day, and then I'll steal a couple of you and Lance's ideas and I'll Pass them off as my own and make it sound like I'm asking you uh, <laughs> intelligent questions to uh, to uh, dissect here on uh, Talking Buffalo. Quickly, before we get to our, I'm just calling them a four-pack of questions about to learn more about uh, Joe Yernin. But anyway, I want to just spend a couple minutes talking Buffalo Bills, more specifically Tremaine Edmonds. This guy, to me, I'm polarized right now. Like This is fascinating stuff to me because this is a player who is... Just turning 25 years old, going into free agency. Um, we've heard reports that he's ready to test free agency. Certainly not going to give the Bills any sort of uh, hometown discount. And uh, he's going to get paid. So this is where I'm coming at here. This is a case where the player has all the leverage. You know, like the Bills want him back. I promise you the mm-hmm. Bills want him back. I promise you that he is priority number one for Brandon B right now. There's not, it's not even a question, but the money that he's going to get is going to knock your pants off. I'm telling you now, if the bills cannot come to a deal with this guy before he hits free agency, he's going to get a contract somewhere that averages 17, 18 million a year, probably front loaded. That'll make it more difficult for the bills to, you know, his agent comes back and Mm -hmm. says, well, this is what we got, and Brandon Bean is just going to be hard. And Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I'm looking at a deal that I think 15 million to $18 million a year, plenty of money up front. I think this is a player, Joe, that the Bills – I I know it's a player that the Bills do not want to lose, but I don't know that they can keep him. And we had this conversation a couple weeks ago. I was confident that Jermaine was going to stay in Buffalo. Now I'm not. I don't know how it's going to play out, which is kind of what I'm getting at where I said, this is polarizing and fascinating because you got a good player, a very good player. I don't know that he's Mm -hmm. necessarily an elite player, although he does a lot of things that you see, you know, people see on film that you really can't look at the box score and and determine his value, but it's Mm -hmm. just that, and you know how it goes in free agency. You always see the one or two players that sign with the Raiders or Jacksonville, some crazy ass contract. I think he's Mm -hmm. going to be that guy this year. Somebody, is going to cough up an enormous amount of money for this guy. And a lot of people are like, well, could you just tag him? No, because the franchise tag, $20.9 million. That's what it would cost to tag him. Can't spread that out because it's not a multi-year deal. It's just not doable for the Bills. It would be almost impossible. So I don't Hmm. know your thoughts on Edmonds right now. And it's just, again, a, a polarizing topic, because if you're Brandon Bean, you lose Tremaine Edmonds, now you got a hole right in the middle of your defense. And they put a lot of assets in their defense, which to a point where, really, like, mm-hmm. Joel from Queens freaking hates it. You know, they mm-hmm. wants all the money to go to the offense. Right. So, you know, what, if he, he leaves, you got a big hole in the offense. If he stays, you can't really address anything else. Like, that's your free agency, essentially, bringing him back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's polarizing yeah. me.
2: Yeah. I, there's a guy, the way you describe it and the way I've seen People talking about him, you know, the cover one guys, everybody. It, it's hard to not hear about Edmonds, sure. Uh, every week because it, because it, people either love him or they're just like, Man, this right, he ain't it. Like, right? yeah, it's it seems it doesn't seem there's like a lot of gray area with him. And man, it, he, it, the guy it reminds me of the discussions of is Gabe Davis, like, he's the defensive Gabe Davis, where it's like all that talent is there you see it in, in spurts and flashes and then other times you're like what's he doing like, what happened there or like you know with Davis it's like how is he dropping these balls with Edmonds it's like you know why is he why is the, the tackle he's making you know 11 yards down the field yeah, where's like, the splash know,
1: plays there? where's the impact plays with him
2: yeah. right so at, for me if if I'm being there's a number that I'm holding to like I make him a, you know obviously you make him an offer you want to keep him but there's a level I wouldn't go above for him. Cause, and it, you know, I don't know if there's any discussion about how like, you know, Matt Milano took a hometown discount to stay because he's like, we're going to win a Super Bowl here. Like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, Bill's got a break on that one. Um, but with Edmonds, it's like, how many times you get to get the free agency? You know, like that's, that's the other part of it. You know, you know your position is in demand around the league. You know, I, I, I get it. You like, you want to win, but also, i to get paid too, <laughs> you know, and if somebody's, you know, whether it's a Jacksonville or, uh, you know, Detroit, I don't think Detroit would be involved there, but like teams that have the cap space to, to be able to to throw it around. They should be uh, if
1: they get a right. chance.
2: Right. And it's, it, it's tough because you don't want to lose them because who, are, you know, who are you replacing them with? Uh, you know, that, that becomes the question. It's, you know, are you drafting somebody, you know, are you drafting a linebacker in the first round and, you know, making Joe from Queens want to, you know, jump off the Verrazano bridge or, or, you know, or you, you know, you got to find somebody in free agency who is like him, maybe not as, maybe less consistent, maybe not as good. at half the price
1: Uh, maybe though.
2: You know, you can live with it. You might not be happy with it, but I, I I think if you're Buffalo that you've got so many other possible problems on just the defensive side of the ball. Uh, with free agency and you know injury questions and guys coming back and whatever, right? I, 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 it, it's very tough to pick out what position you want to make sure you're solid at. Like secondary could be a problem, you know. Like I, I want to see Trey White after a full full off season where he's healthy. I want to see what he looks like next year. You know, you're probably losing Poyer, so you got to get another safety. Yeah, you can't count you know, on like, Demar
1: Hamley being back. That's for sure. Not right. at this point.
2: No. And, and you know, I, my gut says he, he, I think he'll be back. I don't know if it'll be right away, but I think he'll be back. Um But uh you know, you've got, you've got some other areas that you know are problems right now. And if you go dropping, you know, that kind of money to keep Edmonds, well, who's the safety you're bringing in? You know, who's your, you know, if you got to get another corner, like who you bringing in, if you got to get some help on the line or or something like that, like, you know, uh, how cheap do you have to go, for, you know, to find guys that work like that? You get your scouts have got to be doing a lot of heavy lifting to make sure they're finding some finding some gems in the uh, gems in the dirt.
1: You know what the uh, magic number for this week's Talking Buffalo is, Joe, the, the number is 10. That is the amount of points that the Bills scored against the Bengals. OK, they need to mm-hmm. do some work on offense. They need yep. to improve this offense line and they need another weapon. Flat out. Free agency yep. trade draft. Those are your. uh Those are your allocations to address that. Now you're talking about Mm -hmm. the defense. Let's not forget this. Sean McDermott is a defensive coach. Like it or not, that's what he is. (laughs) Leslie Frazier, people were calling for his head the last two years now. He didn't leave and he ain't going anywhere. Okay? Not this year for (laughs) sure. Now you're talking about a defense who's going to probably, almost certainly, I don't want to say 100%, 98.5% is losing Jordan Poyer. Okay? (laughs) I talked about this with Aaron Quinn last week. Even if, the, even if the market around the league isn't what he's hoping for, I still say at the end of the day, if he feels the contract that the bills give him is not what he's valued at, he'll go to another contender just because he doesn't want to take a discount like that. You know, it's a step back to him. So anyway, I'd be surprised, but Tremaine Edmonds, you lose him and you lose Poyer. Now you're talking one of the best safeties in the NFL and one of the more productive linebackers who's really good in pass defense. You're losing both those. Well, guess what? And you're still in shitty cap shape, by the way. You, mm-hmm. you lose, Jermaine. Now you got holes, man, especially if you're working. If you if you have realized, now if you think the offense is good enough and they just need to run it back and be a little bit better, then I guess mm-hmm. the offense is not big of a problem. But if you think that the offense needs some additions, and I do, and you do, and most people do, mm-hmm. now you got to worry about the defense because you got the middle linebacker and your safety both gone. There, that mm-hmm. might be your first round draft pick that you would have used on a receiver or an offensive guard, or that might be that one notable free agent signing or trade that you swing for. Now it's got to be for a linebacker or a safety, because I'll tell you the bills and Leslie Frazier's defense safety is a very important position in the defense. Some argue mm-hmm. even more important than the corner when it comes to Jermaine. I think he's genuinely, I think he's genuine when he says he likes it here. He likes his mm-hmm. team. He likes his teammates. He likes being here and likes playing here. I also know that he ain't taking no cheap discount like Matt Milano did. It's just not going to happen. No. This is his. You you said it perfect. This is biggest payday he's going to get in his life. This is going to set mm-hmm. up his family for generations. He's going to go where the money is. As as would I, and as would you. Right. So right. I don't know. It's going to be really a. Uh, it's, it's a, an it's a time.
2: fascinating. Yeah, it's yeah. a fascinating off season for Buffalo and. I I don't, I hate being like the guy, but like we talked about this even like at the end of last season, like going into like this past season, we were like, this is the year they got to go for it because you don't know what you're going to be able to do afterwards. Cause just because of the Allen contract, like yeah. you knew, you know, the Von Miller contract changed, you know, that was like, Oh, okay. That's what they're going to do to go for it. Okay. I get it. Um, but you know, you knew you're going to have cap issues. You know, for the rest, you know, for the next, you know, five, six years, whatever it was, you knew there was going to be some, you know, it was going to get tighter around some areas. So you knew you had to go for it. And they didn't exactly do that. You know, I mean, Rogers, I mean, I don't think they anticipated Roger Saffold to be as bad as he was. Um, I think everybody liked that signing when they made it. Turns out he was toast. You know, like it's. Yeah. Sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. But it's. Yeah. It's. But I mean, they had to have. I would, ho- I would imagine being had some kind of, um, you know, outline because he ha- you have to know these things are going to come up because, you know, Edmonds is going to ask for money. You know, Poyer is going to want a big payday, you know, especially after he goes all pro two years in a row. Like, yeah, I know he's 30, 31 years old, whatever, but dude can play like, dude's good. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you got to pay him. You got to, you got to make sure Rachel Bush isn't sending a hate mail. Like you got to do all those things. So, uh, but it's, you know, it, it it's it the job gets so much harder for everybody, you know, for for McDermott, for for Bean, for everyone, because like, you got to you got to find ways to not cut corners, but you got to find ways to to get guys that are good, that are inexpensive. And that's hard to do.
1: I absolutely agree. And look, man, it's really easy to be a, every GM in the NFL who's ever been a GM has contracts and deals that they go on to regret afterwards. I think in hindsight. The Bills last year wished they would have either extended Ed Oliver, so he had a smaller cap hit for these first two years now, or they didn't give him the fifth year option. And right now, he'd be the guy that they could lose a free agency. I would say ninety-five out of a hundred Bills fans and probably media people as well would say the Bills would rather lose Ed Oliver to free agency than uh, Jermaine Evans. This is my personal opinion. Bring back Jordan Phillips at maybe a third of the cost. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of the day. I still think Tremaine is going to be back. However, the difference between now and two weeks ago is I, I feel like I'm guessing a lot more now, or maybe a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, I was relatively confident and I'm, I've, I've remain confident that Jordan Poyer is going to go somewhere else. And unfortunately wouldn't be surprised if that's Miami. And I know it's going to piss a lot of people mm-hmm. off, man, but he, that's where he lives. They got mm-hmm. some, they can find a way to make a con, multiple gear contract, work with him. You know, his girl loves Miami. So, uh, yeah. That that's gonna matter. Lewis.
2: What would be worse? Miami or the Jets?
1: Miami. Although, yeah. although, and I'm telling you now, it's funny you say that. Because this is a topic I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hammer this home all offseason. Last year we were both talking Bengals and we felt mm-hmm. like they were disrespected and underrated. Um, I think the Jets might be that team that I talk a lot about. And your Lions this offseason. I'm gonna spend a lot of time yeah. talking about the Lions, and I'm gonna spend a lot of time. Talking about the Jets, especially if they get Derek Carr. I think they're gonna be a dangerous mm-hmm. team for the Bills, uh in the AFC East.
2: Anyway, what if, what if they get Aaron? What if they get Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> I almost I the Olsen, Olsen, or quarterback road again, you know.
1: I'm almost more worried about them getting Derek Carr than I am Aaron Rodgers. I really think Aaron Rodgers at this point is a selfish player who's at the end of the rope. He's way past his prime. Um Ty Dunn, you know, we, we talked about him earlier. He has Bob McGinn on his mm-hmm. podcast. He's been coming to Packers forever. He says that mm-hmm. the Packers want, they're done with Aaron Rodgers. You I don't know, blame he's not him. motivated. He can come into camp in shape. Doesn't care. There's basically skippy the offseason. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more next week about that. And there might be a couple moves. By this time next week, Um, there, there might be a couple restructures, resignings, cuts. We, we might know a lot more about the Mm -hmm. direction the Bills are going in the offseason. But anyway, we're going to end with our four-pack of questions for Joe. Again, we've been doing these for a few weeks now. Um, These are just questions designed to give everyone watching and listening a little bit of insight into uh, stuff beyond just sports, little uh, things that irk you, things that you enjoy, things like that. And I got answers as well. But we got four of them, and I've been stealing these, and I said this. There's a Facebook group called salad recipes, which again, this ain't got nothing to do with salad, but uh, there's some interesting questions. And I, and I steal these every week, and I present them to Joe. Uh, I got four of them. Let's start here. What grammar mistake annoys you the most?
2: Man. Uh, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a few, I mean, this is, there's certain things that will tweak me and, and they come to mind if I see them like recently like mm-hmm. that. It, it'll bug me. The one that the one that I don't like is the is the uh, is the Oxford comma debate, whether it's necessary or not. People are like, no, it's not necessary. And I'm like, OK, then you write a sentence that doesn't have it. And it means something completely else. It's like, no, you need that to separate what you're talking about. But that's I think that's more of a because and I'll I'll, I'll admit this Bleacher Report does not use the Oxford comma. And I get, I get, I got busted on it uh, recently for a piece. They're just like, yeah, we don't use that here. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like I get, might get weird talking about trade stuff. And then, you know, it looks like I'm saying one thing and it's, it's not what I'm saying at all, but um, there's, uh, there, there's things like that. It's, I think the one that gets me the most is, is saying uh, like a, not a cliche, but like a, like an idiom or whatever, like with, with the wrong words, like, uh, all in, you know, all intents and purposes, you know, people would be, Oh, all intensive purposes. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that is not what it is. I, uh, I
1: used to be one of those guys. Not anymore. But yes.
2: The, uh, the one that really tweaks me though, is all of a sudden I'm like, no, it's all of a sudden, not all of a sudden. And I, I hear it. And like a synapse in my brain just blows up and I'm stop saying that that's not the phrase. I, I don't even know if that's a grammar. I, I don't even think that's a grammar mistake, but it's yeah. Those little things like that. Like it, and it's seeing it written that will just make me wig out because I'll just be like, you you know how to write and you're writing it like this, what's your problem? Get it together. Like things like like colon usage, semicolon, like that's get out of here. M dash. I, I got no time for those debates, man. Like I, a lot of how I write is how I speak. And then I like to make it look visual, like visual, like, so you you can almost like, not, I mean, you're spelling out literally everything you write, but, um, but make it so that when you're reading it, you kind of get the, 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 the pace or the, the, the the timber and the pace of what I'm you know of what I'm writing I like sure. to make it visually appealing as much as it as it makes sense yeah. if I, that if that makes any sense it makes yeah.
1: it makes perfect sense mine is um pretty simple and it's cuz of twitter or or just reading stuff uh, that people write on social media resign versus resign like oh, when man. the bills you know the bills resign Tremaine edmonds uh, like when they don't have that hyphen between yeah. the difference between resigning the player and you're, and you know, resigning. Joe Joe is going to be resigned to losing this guy. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That as a sports fan, that kind of uh, that drives me a, a little bit. So nuts.
2: Every free agency season, that one comes up, and it's like, no, put the hyphen in there. He <laughs> didn't resign. They didn't quit. Like he signed them again.
1: Let's uh, let's move on to the next one here. What's the drink that everyone loves? Or let's just say that most people love. Because not everyone loves anything. Mm. What's a drink that most people love, but but you hate?
2: Uh, Bloody Marys, good one. I am, Me too. I uh, tomato juice in general, like it's an upsetting smell for me. Huh. Uh, like and like it, it always happens on a on a flight. Somebody somebody gets a tomato juice. I could smell that thing from the, from the back end of the cabin. Somebody in first class gets one. I'm like, god damn it, come on. These things stink. And they're like, give me some salt and pepper for it. I'm like, you don't need salt and pepper for a drink. Get out of my face. I couldn't agree with you. Bro, man. Uh, but man, Bloody Mary's it's something about it. It's just, I mean, it's tomato juice mostly that irks me, but it's, uh, it's just everything about it. I don't know how people get down with that. It's just, it just looks gross. Agreed. A
1: hundred percent. I told you this last week. So Aaron, my wife and I went to, um, Beltline Brewing. I went and I saw the Bloody Mary. So she got a Bloody Mary. I'm like, Bloody Mary before chicken wings, like gross. You yeah. know? It's like, I agree with you. That's actually a perfect answer. I'm also, I, I just, I don't like seltzer beer either. I know that everyone loves that shit. I'm not a big truly the hard seltzer. So everyone likes those. The hard seltzers, um, not me. All right, two more here.
2: I I remember when they were Smirnoff Ices and they weren't seltzers. Yeah, <laughs> me know? too. They're all malt beverages, man. It's all the same thing, just packaged <laughs> different.
1: Agreed, hundred percent. All right, what, what's a weird food combination that you like that everyone else thinks is gross, but it really isn't? All right, I don't have to, we can even skip the second <laughs> half of that. Just what's a weird food combination that you like that might be weird to uh, most people?
2: I, I brought this up on Twitter a few years ago uh, because it's an Albany, it's a straight up Albany thing, like not, not steamed hams like from The Simpsons. It's not that, but um, it's mozzarella sticks with uh, raspberry melba sauce to dip them in. If people hear that and they're like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I'm like, right, just try it one time. And you'll, your mind will be blown because there, there's nothing it, it's, it's fun to be at a place in Albany that serves it. Like, uh, uh, be at like a McGeary's that's the Albany bills backers bar. Oddly enough, uh, it's McGeary's in Albany downtown. And, um, I was there one time, uh, a couple of my buddies run the, the bills backers club very coincidentally. Like I'm not a bills fan. I'm just, Friends with Bills fans all the time, but um, we were there watching. A, it was a Bills preseason game, and uh there's a couple that was sitting next to us, and we heard them talking about like mozzarella and raspberry sauce. What the hell's that? And and we both, me and my, myself and Ed, both go get it. Like you'll, they're like no way. There's no way that's good. I'm like I'm. We're telling you, we're not pranking you. We're not trying to like you know gross you out. We're like it's you'll like it. They're like, all right, like, we'll give it a shot. Like they get the thing of marinara and the thing of raspberry, just because, you know, if it sucks, then they're not getting, they want something else to dip it in. It loved it. I Rasp- I'm telling you like right it. now it's raspberry Melba sauce, man. It And it's hot mozzarella sticks. It goes good. People are disgusted by the thought of it sometimes. And I'm just like, dude, think about it. Like, yeah. Like get a fancy cheese plate. You got grapes with it and all sorts of other fruit, like figs and shit. Like, well, you're eating cheese and fruit anyways. Like, why not get like a delicious raspberry sauce to go with your, your hot, <laughs> melty mozzarella sticks? It's that, great.
1: That is interesting. Let me
2: run something by you. Tell me if you've
1: ever had this or even heard of this. It might be more popular than I think. I used to think that I'm the only person in the world who ever had this. When I was growing up as a kid, my father, my mother cooked everything. You know, she's the one who made dinner mm-hmm. nine and a half out of ten times. My father right. rarely ever cooked. Was it a blue moon? Like if my mom wasn't around and he had to cook me something. He would make, so he would put in the, in the pot or on the stove uh, a package of mashed potatoes, you know, and cook them in, on the stove. Then he would mm-hmm. boil hot dogs. And then he would take the hot dogs and he would cut them up into little pieces and he would take the pieces of the hot dog and put them in the mashed potatoes and stir them up. And that was like my meal, hot dogs and mashed potatoes. But instead of hot dogs on the side and the mashed potatoes, it was like little bits of hot dogs cut up in the mashed potatoes and you'd eat it with a spoon so hot dogs and mashed potatoes that that's my like weird food item i was raised on it i don't know if my dad was the weirdest dude in the world and he's the only person who's <laughs> ever done that i think he might be because i don't think i've met someone else who who's eating like that before but yeah hot dogs I'm, and mashed potatoes cut up
2: i'm surprised that wasn't something in my house honestly that's that's like that, that sounds like something my dad would make like Not just because you know in a pinch and just be like ah I just you know, I'm gonna eat it all anyway so just throw it together so my dad's a big hot dogs guy like he loves hot dogs but um that's 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 definitely weird it uh, is weird. I, I, I I don't. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I'm. I'm guessing boiled hot dogs too.
1: Yeah, you boiled the hot dogs. Yeah, you would boil them mm-hmm. and cut them up. I don't remember if we even had a microwave back in those days. That's all.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I
1: am going be a little kid anyway, man. I to
2: yeah. definitely yeah, was no air
1: fryer. I can promise you that. But, uh, no,
2: yeah, definitely not. Man. <laughs> man, that's that's a that's a weird. That's a real weird one, man. Yeah, I. It's like kind of like we, a. It's kind of like a poor down person's down.
1: dinner. It's a poor person's dinner. Man.
2: No, I mean, <laughs> I guess it's it's like people do that with like mac and cheese. They'll cut up hot no. dogs and put that mac and cheese. But you know, I got 20 bucks. Mac- 20
1: <laughs> bucks says sometime this week. And I'll take a picture for proof that I end up. I just think I talked myself into making that at some point this week. I'm going to put the hot dogs in the air fryer. though. I'm not going to boil them, but I'm going to make them, them mashed <laughs> potatoes, cut them up. And uh, I'll send a pic. All right. Last one here. And this is in honor of uh, Joe's birthday this past weekend. I'm just going to come right out and ask you, buddy. What do you hate the most about getting older?
2: Uh man. I, I think it's just that uh, fun times from the past get further away. Like, you, yeah. you think about it, like, you know. That's a, that's a harder question for me to answer with it being, you know, like the day after my birthday where I've been in my head thinking about a lot of this stuff. So it's, there's a lot of things like fresh at the front of my mind and that one, like my answer for that is kind of sad really. But, um, but it's, it's, it's thinking about, uh, you know, you know, the, the times that you've had and it's like, man, that was so long ago. And uh, and it never gets any closer. It only gets further away as time goes on. But, um, but, uh, like right now I'm, I feel like I'm at that crossroads where like in my mind and like a lot of the things that I do, like attitude wise, I still feel like I'm very young. Yeah. Like, like, I feel like almost not, not quite immature, but just like, I just, I don't feel like, I think there's like that, the, the preconceived notion of what you're supposed to be like at, certain ages and like things that you're supposed to do and all that crap. But um but there's a lot of me where I'm just kind of like, no, no, no. I'm still young. I'm good. It's great. And it's like, no dude, you're born in the late 70s. Like you were born in 1979. It's it's that that's now many decades ago. And you're not you're not that young. Sorry, man. Like right. might need to catch up with some things. <laughs> you know, it's it's a lot of that stuff where it's you know self self-comparison, self-measurement type things like, you know, and I know like our generation is our, our expectations are very skewed because things changed very quickly at Mm -hmm. some point. It's like, you know, by this age, you got to be married, you got to have a house, blah, 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 all that. And some point where I was, while I was growing up in a teen, it changed very quickly and it was like, ah, that's not realistic anymore. That's not gonna, it's not going to work that way. So good luck to you, buddy. You're the first generation that has all idea of, what's supposed to be normal, completely thrown out of whack. Yeah. That's uh,
1: that's poignant, man. That's true. I, you know, piggybacking off that a little bit I, and I got two quick answers here. One is as I've gotten older, I, I start to understand, I come to grips with the fact that we always talk about, you know, we see these kids, teenagers, younger than that, even in the little young twenties who do stupid and shit. And we always say, you know, things were so much better when we were younger. Things were so much better and so different. You know, like I bet you my kids, not so much now because they're not even kids anymore, but, you know, it's always got their face on their phones and social media and shit like that. And I'm like, you know, when we we're kids. Our parents may to go out and this and that. We didn't have our faces on our phones. We didn't even have phones. Well, you know what? That's true. But you know what else I did? I buried my face in front of the television. My kids don't watch any TV anymore. I could tell you every TV show for the 80s, man. Day by day, I could go by station by station. So I spent my time watching television or playing Atari or Nintendo, Sega, whatever it is Mm -hmm. that you may have grew up on. Ain't like we didn't play those games, too. Now, did we play with other people with headphones in our set where we can interactively play with people all over the world? No, of course not. But we Mm -hmm. still did stupid, distracting shit as well. It's not like we were yeah. studying all the time and outside playing. Maybe our parents' parents were, but we weren't. We were no better. We were just different. Just stuck Damn. my face in front of the TV. I watch TV for 50 hours a week instead of playing around on Twitter or, <laughs> or Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that, yeah. That's one of them. And then the other thing is, it's just the older you get, the harder it is to lose weight. <laughs> it really you is. Don't man. even
2: get me friggin' started. It, it really,
1: truly is. When I was young, oh child, God, man. Even in my early thirties, I could eat whatever I wanted to, and it barely, barely would gain any weight. Now, I gotta. I bust my ass. I try. Uh, and these times where I do try, like legit try, not just say it, actually try mm-hmm. to lose weight. I'll be like, man, I'm skipping. I'm missing this meal. I'm eating. Uh something that's good for me instead of the whole hose and this and that. And I'll get on the scale and I lose like a half a pound, like in two weeks. But then I had one bad weekend. I go to get drunk and go to gym steakout, and I weigh fucking three more pounds than I did the mm-hmm. week before. You know what I'm saying? So the metabolism going what way down, not up, it would be going down. Yeah. Like, as I've yeah. gotten older, that's frustrating. The point where it's almost like ready to just give up and just, you know, it is what it is. It's really hard to, to lose weight. The older you get, man
2: man uh, the the combination of uh you know the you know the covid shutdown and just you know being not being able to really do anything and that and like taking like taking uh i was taking some medication that they were like you might add some weight Mm -hmm. put on 15 pounds i had like the freshman 15 in a month like a month and a half time and i'm like are you kidding me with this can i shake it no does it go anywhere no it's there forever now and i'm like come on man this is bullshit like all i did was take medicine and now i like i gotta wear like different size stuff get lost with this and it's just like i and like i know that it's not easy but like i know the ways to help correct that is to like just do more stuff mm-hmm. but i'm like i'm tired, and tired all the time because i'm yeah, old, man. <laughs>
1: Don't want to do all that extra stuff. Did the, uh, right? you could still, again, it's not like people are a don't lose weight. It's just the margin for error. Just gets so much smaller. Oh, yeah. The older you get, <laughs> you gotta be perfect. Anyway, real quick, Caesar next week, we're obviously, we'll be talking about another big savers week. Cause they're all big at this point, but i you know, we'll recap this, talk about what's on tap for next week. NHL trade deadlines coming up. I think there's going to be a couple bills. Moves made by then, like maybe a couple of restructures and stuff so we'll have a better idea capitalized. Here's a topic I'm giving you a week at a time. I'm just telling Joel this for the first time. Newspapers, <laughs> Buffalo News, Rochester Democrat, they're outsourcing their printing now. Shit's in bad shape, man. Sal Bariano mm-hmm. tweeted today that he can't even cover Bill's games anymore for the newspaper print edition because the deadline's 3 p.m. to get it printed for the next day. So if the game recaps that he writes won't even be in the newspaper in the next day. Uh, the Buffalo News is sending their shit now to Cleveland to get printed every day, you and I are gonna have a nice little discussion about I wanted to save this for next week because it's gonna take mm-hmm. some time. And I'm sure you'll have some thoughts on this too. But we're just gonna talk about this oh, newspaper print business, uh and all the shit that's going on. So that'll be a topic for next week. But anyway, make sure you follow Joe on Twitter. Maintenance Day Podcast with Joe and Lance. Drops on Mondays, usually on Mondays anyway. And of course, Noted Hockey. Go to notedhockey.substack.com. Just five bucks a month. You can see Joe's work. Busting his ass for you guys, man. Uh, thanks a lot, buddy. Happy, uh, happy belated birthday. And it's always good talking. To you.
2: Yeah, it's always a good time, man. And uh, yeah, screw getting old. It sucks.